Hello and welcome to Shamanic Sundays. My name is Kimberly Pinkson and I'm here with my dad, Dr. Tom Pinkson, a psychologist and spiritual medicine teacher who has been a visionary bridge builder, bringing the ancient wisdom and teachings of indigenous elders who mentored him forward to address the challenges of the times. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. Good morning. Happy Shamanic Sundays. Good morning. Hi, Dad. Good morning. Good morning. Happiness to you and all listeners. Amen. I'm oh. here with Mochi, my girl today. This was the quiet spot I could find. So um, we're happy to share share this day with, with you. And as you said, with all of our community out there, um, we gather together every Sunday morning here to honor your teachers, your indigenous teachers, and the, the wisdom they've passed on to you and the doors they opened to you, um, both accepting your requests for mentorship and you accepting their requests to offer you mentorship. So in that spirit of sacred reciprocity and, and honoring our elders and teachers, would you start us off with a morning prayer, please? With pleasure. Yeah, today is uh, Christmas Eve, December 24th, and many people around the world open hearts and minds and spirits to the true meaning of Christmas and the um, birth of the sun, the light coming from spirit. It's said in the Christian tradition that uh, God so loved the people that he, he gave us his only begotten son, S-O-N, who brings the life, the new life, rebirth of light, love, consciousness, and, and the, the sun in the physical sky that, that on the winter solstice a few days ago returns, stops in its journey to begin returning to Mother Earth, more light and love to help us work with the, with the challenges of the darkness in our own lives and in the world right now. So gratitude for this breath of life, for this opportunity through the angels of protection to be alive for all of us listening, growing stronger through, through gratitude. Grace grows where gratitude flows. Thank you for our, our lives, our families, our communities, our, our four-leggeds, our ancestor spirits in the lands where we live. Gratitude for the opportunity to join our hearts, minds, and spirits on this day to open the doorway to bring through the true meaning of Christmas. Oh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you to those of you who've already said hello in the chat. We love hearing from you and <clears throat> knowing you're out there. Thank you. Thank you. So um, given that this is the eve before Christmas, um, or the morning of Christmas Eve, as you said, um, as I was brushing my teeth this morning, I had a uh, remembrance of, um, of when a friend of mine, CR, passed away. And young, young man, um, I was really good friends. I am good friends with his parents. And the very next day, um, I was supposed to go into a um, medicine retreat with you um, and some folks and uh, an ayahuasca journey. And I was very, like, anxious about it because, you know, I, my emotions were so raw. And, and I thought, well, it's probably the perfect thing. And um, and it ended up being just this incredible experience of feeling um, CR right there with me and this transcendence of time and space and being able to connect with him and knowing that he was okay and that, you know, that, that I, it was just a beautiful moment. Um, but that made me think of Santa Claus as I was thinking of it this morning because I was like, 
Santa was kind of a shaman. He could, you know, transcend time and cross international timelines on his journey to deliver gifts all over the world. And um, that just made me think of, of a shamanic journey. So, so then I did a little Google search and found out that um, there's a company called rainbow.com with no W, R-A-I-N-B-O.com. And they actually wrote a whole post called Santa was a shaman. Um, so if you are cool with it, I would like to read that to you all. Does that sound good? Yeah, great. Okay. And then I have a question around it. So the most famous mushroom in pop culture is a psychedelic mushroom. The iconic toadstool with a red cap and white dots is called Amanita muscaria. And forgive me if I mispronounce it. Um, this colorful mushroom is found growing directly underneath conifer trees such as pine, spruce, and fir in a symbiotic tree-fungus relationship. A strong meme throughout many cultures, the Amanita is known for its hallucinogenic properties. However, it also produces toxins and is classified as poisonous. The fame of this red and white mushroom may be akin to the fame of a historical icon also associated with the same color palette. During this time of year, we remember the story of Santa Claus, the man who travels from the North Pole with his flying reindeer bearing gifts for each family delivered via a chimney. A lesser known story is about how Santa might have actually been a psychedelic mushroom eating shaman from Siberia. The depictions of the red and white mushrooms in antique European Christmas cards and the prominence of Amanita Christmas ornaments could be hinting at a deeper connection between Santa and mushrooms. The origins of Santa can be traced back to the Siberian and European North, where the practices of the native shamanism have uncanny resemblances to the traditions of Christmas. In particular, the Amanita muscaria is a significant connection between the two. Within groups of scholars who study these cultures, there is little debate that the Arctic shamans gave out mushrooms on winter solstice. These medicine men would pick the Amanita in summer, hang them to dry on the evergreen trees growing above them. The mushrooms could then be taken inside to dry by the fireplace, begging for comparison to stockings and a Christmas tree littered with red and white parcels. The drying of the mushrooms was one way to remove the toxins found in the mushroom while increasing the potency of the psychedelic compounds. Come late December on winter solstice, the shaman would gather up the dried amanitas and make use of the mushroom psychoactive effects to commune with the spiritual world, commune, and bring gifts of healing to the families as they set intentions for the new year. If the hut's doorways were covered in snow, the shaman would enter through an opening in the ceiling. Isn't that interesting? I'm almost about halfway done here, so bear with me. The indigenous people were not the only ones with an appetite for these particular mushrooms. The native reindeer, common to these northern regions of the world, also sought out the Amanita muscaria as a snack. In fact, another way the shamans would detoxify the mushrooms was to allow it to pass through the reindeer's digestive system and collect and consume the urine, which would be free of toxins yet concentrated in hallucinogens. Whether the fable of flying reindeer is based on subjective experience in an altered state of mind or not, it remains true that the reindeer exist at the heart of these cultures. The indigenous people inhabiting the European Arctic Circle are nomadic reindeer herders, the traditional dress consisting of brightly colored winter suits. The similarities in tradition may be undeniable to some. A winter solstice celebration of gifts with snowy Arctic origins, where reindeer are prominent, consisting of pine trees and fireplaces hung with colorful decorations, chimney entrances, and garb of red and white trim. 
a mushroom-induced spiritual and hallucinogenic journey paired with tales of a flying red-nosed reindeer was Santa, the archetypal shaman. Regardless of where the origin of Santa Claus comes from, this time of year is a time of rebirth, setting intentions, gifting to loved ones and community with family, and perhaps unknowingly celebrating a mushroom. <laughs> Praise be. Isn't that great? Sacred plants. So yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard I've heard parts of that, the you know, the historical parts before, but I loved the the tying in together of all of that. So do you have any um, thoughts you want to share on that? Well, gratitude. Yeah, yeah. Gratitude to, to Mother Earth, to what mm -hmm. people call Tukutsi Nakawe, great-grandmother growth, who gives oh. us certain plants like the mushrooms or fungi, um, the mixture of plants and vines uh, with the ayahuasca, and, and all the sacred uh, psychoactive medicine plants to help us wake up help us wake up from from the imprisonment of ego identity to uh, raise and deepen and expand our, our the bandwidth of our consciousness to recognize our, our, our interwovenness our interconnectedness and, and and from that place of recognition to live from the love that we are and and create the kind of world peaceful and just uh win-win world for all that, that we're capable of creating and i think the um whether with Christmas, the celebrating the birth of, of Christ, whether you're religious, uh, whatever your religion is, your spiritual beliefs are, or lack therein, uh, lack thereof, uh, whatever you believe in, the, the uh, deeper meta message, you might say, a metaphorical message, energetic message of, of, uh, of, of the birth of Jesus is a consciousness of light coming into the world and light. It's interesting to reflect on what's, what's the information that comes to us from light, from the sun in the sky, for, for, for Christians, for the Son of God, uh, what's, what's that light all about? And I think that's the deeper meaning of Christmas, inviting us to reflect on that. What, 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 what's the deeper meaning for me, uh, for you, for all of us, of, of this Christ consciousness, which is independent of whatever our religious or spiritual beliefs are or not, atheist or whatever. What's, what's the metaphorical information that comes to us with the light? And um, I think i just add on to that, the, the recognition that we get from modern physics that um, what we perceive is, is um, or how we perceive determines what we perceive. There's not an objective reality out there. There's just dancing energy, and how we perceive it is based on the lens, the cognitive lens that we carry unconsciously in our in our minds. So that our observation, your and my observation of of what Christmas means to us on a deeper deeper level beneath commercialization and materialism, but the, but the, the energy spiritual wisdom teaching of, of um, return of the light of the sun uh, to us, the way we, we um, hold all of that in our mind influences the manifestation of it. And so if we, uh, to me, Christmas time uh, and the eve of, of the birth of more light coming in and Christ consciousness of love, of compassion, of tenderness, of, of peace, of courage, of, of beauty, of, um, of uh, 
warmth, warmth of our hearts is exactly what's needed in the cold and dark of winter within our personal challenges and in the world at this, in this time, whatever we can, whatever meaning we can, we can uh, co-create with spirit and our own intuitive wisdom guidance about the deeper meaning of Christmas can polish up our stardust so we can shine brighter in the world, bringing the energy that's needed for transformation from a fear-based world to a peaceful, just, healthy, and happy win-win world for all. And that's, that's to me the gift of Christmas that no matter what we believe in, religiously or spiritually, we can access if we choose to do so fullest blossom and greatest good that's what comes up for me and merry christmas to everyone oh thank you yeah merry christmas <clears throat> let's dig in a little bit more to um i think there's such parallels between um shamanism and um the christ what what you just referred to as like the christ consciousness um which you know different definitions but some that i've heard is is um i think it was like gosh, was it like Yogananda, Paramahansa Yogananda, who said something about the Christ consciousness being like you had the love of a million mothers in your heart and you felt it for everyone, not just for a few, but for everyone. And that that's like a Christ consciousness or that, that it's like having a level of um, intellectual and emotional maturity that there's this just this bigness and connection to, to everyone tied together with this string of love. And so to me, all of that is very similar to, to, um, what often comes through in, in shamanic journeying. So, um, does that sound right to you? And would you talk a little bit more about any parallels you see between Christ consciousness and, and shamanism? Well, shaman, the, 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 the um, source uh, for the image and belief of, um, of Santa is uh, the, the, sh the shaman uh, riding on the sleigh through the night, guided by the deer, the deer spirit. There's the totemic animal, the, the, the deer, um, the energy force of bringing the, the uh, sled and Santa with his gifts around the world to, uh, to give to the people. So it's all about a shamanic journey. And uh, the gifts that are given, what, what are the deepest gifts that, that uh, can be given? What are, the, what are the most meaningful gifts in our lives? And if you go back to the shamanic practice of, of uh, recognizing the sacred fire in ceremonies uh, is, is alive in consciousness. And as I said, it contains information, contains information. And what is that intelligence of life? If we just look at the physical facts of being with the fire at night out in the cold, that the fire brings us warmth. What warms our hearts? It brings us illumination, it brings us light so we can see. We can see into the truth and see through illusion. We can see the truth of who we are and what we are and, and what's most important in our lives. And is there anything more important than love, kindness, tenderness, and generosity and compassion for for the frailty of our and beauty of our humanness that we all share and is there anything that um, can can polish up our stardust to to uh, 
which is the transformation of energy, of energy states, which is what shamanism is all about, that that can empower us in shape-shifting fear-based, um, fearful, uh, negative thoughts, and worry and anxiety, plenty of stimulus for that in today's world. But, but there's a deeper uh, level of consciousness that we can access when we take the steps to release the imprisonment from the identity in our egos, and shamanism is all about that, responsible uh, techniques to open that doorway, what the Huichols call Nairika, that consciously access the infinite, unconditional light love that we are, that, that Jesus was a manifestation of, and, and how he lived, and an example, and his wisdom teachings, as uh, other um, spiritual uh, figures of, of wisdom traditions around the world. So the, the, to me, the ultimate goal of, of um, and, and fruit, you might say, of, of the shamanic journey and shamanic work is to be able to free ourselves from the imprisonment of our ego identities, to, to wake up and remember we're way more than our egos. We're way more than our physical bodies, as wonderful and beautiful as they are. And we're way more than our stories that come from our egos. On the deepest level of our being, we are interwoven with that infinite cosmic love, light, consciousness, cosmic consciousness of the universe. And the essence of that is love. So the ultimate purpose to me of all the shamanic work is to wake up to the to the truth and live as, as best we can from the truth of our being, the love that we are, and be channels for it out into the world for, for healing of the sacred who. So all of the shamanic work, all of the practices, all of the, uh, the uh, tools of, of shamanic practice are to help us in that process of waking up, remembering that we're sacred, worthy, luminous beings, that we are loved, and that we are love, and our love is forgiving and receiving. And that's the teachings of the mystic prophet, shaman, Jesus, and the wisdom uh, elders of all the indigenous communities that I've been blessed to be involved with and learn from. And that wisdom, beauty, lives in all of us. That's the spark of divinity that's in all of us. And, and may we all find those practices that, that, that attune with our uh, integrity, uh, to be able to commune, connect and consciously commune with the infinite cosmic light, love, energy that we are at the center of our being. And that's what brings more light into the world. And that's what Christmas is all about. Oh, may it be so. Fullest blossom and greatest good. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> good stuff. I love, love this conversation. Um, I want to go back to, for our visualization, this week, um, I want to go back to um, what you were talking about, our true gifts, which I loved in a winter solstice um, celebration with the Wakan community earlier this week on solstice. Um, Roger put that out to the community. What is like, what is your gift that you have to offer this coming year? And, and then something you just said about getting out of our ego identity. Um, and I thought, gosh, a, a lot of people feel sad and blue and um, things around the holidays, certainly, you know, the darkness of the year. And we talked about this a little last week too. Um, but I think there's also, because there's, there's oftentimes in the sort of, um, the world that we live in today, there's this vision of the Norman Rockwellian, uh, what the holiday is supposed to look like. 
Um, and so our ego, um, well, I'll just speak for myself. Sometimes I, I feel like, oh, I'm not providing that perfect Norman Rockwell, or this didn't work out exactly as I planned in my life or that and judging myself and, um, and, and, you know, I've so much to be grateful for. And this is not what I expected or wanted and, and that sort of stuff. And it comes up stronger for myself and sometimes for many other people during the holidays. So could you, um, guide us in a visualization um, as we're talking about this Christ consciousness on the, the morning of Christmas Eve about, um, you know, getting, stepping back into our own true light and, and um, feeling connected, getting out of our ego identity, connecting to the, the big light in this world and remembering our true gifts for this, um, this evening and this week ahead. Okay. No. Oh. Well, let me invite us to drop into the inner theater to let the uh, curtains of our eyelids drop down over our eyes and just our, allow our awareness to be in our physical energy body, experiencing being breathed in with the gift of life love flowing in with the breath and the gift of life love that gives us opportunity with the breath out to let go of energy, thought, identity that doesn't serve our health and wellness, our waking upness being polished to shine brighter. And I'd like to invite you to step into two different visions that I had, one in 1966, my opening vision to a consciousness that I didn't know existed of infinite unconditional light and love when under the influence of LSD, I had a vision of Christ on the cross being crucified. And I noticed within my ego consciousness response to the pain and suffering, he was going through anger and, and a desire for re revenge. And in this vision, I experienced and heard and felt all of a sudden my awareness was in Christ being crucified the voice that said from him, his heart, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. They know not what they do. Those causing the pain to him, asleep in the perception of separation. And so they could in inflict pain as, as, uh, as all our violence in the world today does, inflicts pain on innocence around the world. Asleep in that illusion of separation. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. And so that, whether you believe it is an actual fact that happened or Jesus is the Son of God or a teaching wisdom story, Jesus was saying, love is forgiving. Don't punish them because they're asleep. Send love to them that has the potential to help them wake up. The love is forgiving. 15 years later after that vision, I had another one of Christ on the cross, this time with Huichol Indians, occasioned by uh, the use of sacred mushrooms at a site uh, of pilgrimage on, on our journey to Wirikuta. And there was Christ on the cross again, and I saw that each time I or someone else made a negative judgment about our being or the being of someone else, there was another spike driven into Christ's body. And each time I or another person caught that negative judgment 
about ourselves, our being, or the being of another person. We caught it in our awareness, not, re, not repressed it or, or projected it or denied it or distracted from it, but caught it in our awareness and threw it away, released it, let it go. A spike fell out of Christ's body. And this beatific light lit up the desert, just lit up like it was lighter than the day of joy for the release of the judgment. And so I offer through this visualization the, the teaching empowerment of a way for us to connect with that divinity within us, to raise the spark of divinity within us, is to let go of negative judgments about the being of others, about our own being. Let go of judgments about um, the stories ego cooks up. That, well, I don't have the, the Norman, Walk, Norman Rockwell um, situation for, for celebrating Christmas. I have just the, the opposite of lack of it. And, and the judgments that come, uh, the shame, the sadness, whatever those feelings might be, um, recognize them and breathe love and compassion into them. But use them all to help us connect to that deeper attunement place with the divinity that we are through letting go of those judgments and through gratitude for the gifts of grace in our lives, for the gift of life itself for our ancestors, for the gift of a human incarnation and the gift even of the challenges of these times personally and in the world, because they give us opportunity to work to learn how to work with love, with wisdom guidance from deeper than ego, but serve higher, higher, higher will, how to create responses to these challenges that open the doorway to bring through true healing of the roots that cause the suffering and the fear which lead to the violence, true healing of the root causes of all of that suffering and helping us all to wake up, polish up our stardust, wise up, remember the truth of our being, and to live from the love that we are, bringing the gifts that spirit gives each one of us as a sacred being. Each one of us has gifts that the world needs, and we're responsible for, for discovering, for nurturing, for cultivating, for, for growing the fullest blossom and greatest good, and being a channel for their free release, extension into the world, for the healing of the sacred who. May it be so. May it be so. May it be so. Good stuff today. Really appreciate um, your sharing. I'm super grateful that um, found that had that thought about CR this morning, bringing his spirit in, and and also just want to bring in all the the spirits of our um, ancestors and relatives who are no longer with us in body, bringing them into this day of bringing through light and love. So, right. yeah. Yeah, thank Always you. A pleasure. I just, just want to take a moment to give thanks to you once again because we wouldn't be here without you. This was your idea, and backed by Nicole and and uh, and and mom and family to be able to present Shamanic Sundays and your listening and your sharing of yourself and and your medicine, fullest blossoming, greatest good. Oh, thank you to you, Poppy, and to all of you as well. Fullest blossoming and greatest good. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, may your hearts be filled with the love that we're, we're, we're sharing with you this morning and, and with all the love that you are. Oh, mwah, mwah, mwah. Merry Christmas. Thank you, Santa.
thanks again for joining us today. Make sure to check back regularly for more inspiration. And if you enjoyed this, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave a review on Apple Podcasts telling us what you learned. Also, share it with a friend via text or email. Remember, most of all, you are a sacred, worthy, luminous being, and we are so thrilled to share this regenerative journey with you.